Hello, welcome to How to Be a VIP, a show about living as or with a visually impaired person. Presented by me, your host, Taylor Knockcut. This series aims to help you, our lovely listeners, see the world through our eyes. So let's talk. Hello, and welcome to episode three. Honestly, I still can't believe that this is the third episode already. It's been so much fun recording these. Hope you enjoyed the last one, Fashion Eister. And this week we have another solo episode from me. And this one is called Blind Dinner Date. So for this week, I'm going to take you guys, the listener, for a tour of my kitchen. I'm going to cook you some dinner using all my kitchen gadgets so you can see what it's like or hear what it's like to be in a kitchen with a visual impaired person. So a bit of background, I absolutely love food. Anyone that follows my Instagram, Taylor Not Cut, will see that I'm huge into food. I love going to restaurants, my boyfriend is an amazing cook and there's that saying, uh, some people... Um, some people live to eat rather than um, eat to live and that is definitely me (laughs) so because I like eating it's only fair that I learn how to cook um, rather than just eat everyone else's yummy food so the way uh, that I tackled this um, is through a few different techniques so it was learning from mistakes which there were many Um, learning how to use different kitchen gadgets and adapting certain cooking techniques uh, to suit what skills um, I have. Like, for example, things where you rely on your sight, like checking if something's coloured, I couldn't like, or, you know, browning, things like that, I couldn't do. It would have to be using my ears to see if, like, hear if the sound's different, like sizzling, or the smell is different. For example, if you put some white wine on food, does the alcohol smell change? When you're caramelising onions, does the smell change? Um, And relying a lot on timings and things like that. So before we get into the cooking, I'm going to let you have a little tour, a guided tour of my kitchen. So as I walk through my kitchen door, it's nice and open planned. If you can hear that little chook, 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 that's Jilly, my guide dog wandering around the kitchen with me. So... (laughs) I have my dining table to my left-hand side and then to the right of me, straight away as I come through the door, is my kitchen bin. I follow round and this here is my fridge and I'm very particular about how I lay my fridge out. I make sure that all of the items are in rows so it's really easy for me to feel along and go, ah, this is a jar and then across, this is yoghurt this is cheese (laughs) and then down below on the next shelf I have bottles and the shelf below that's where I have packets of food so like uh that rustling sound is some tomatoes and um then some meat and fish and then I have my drawers which obviously have my vegetables in then if I come along from my fridge um oh sorry underneath my fridge is also my freezer which also has things in rows then I come to my kitchen worktop now a vision impaired person like I said before um just now likes things in rows (laughs) everything is lined up so I come along next to my fridge is my coffee machine which 
uses Nespresso pods. Um, and I like this um, to make coffee because it gives you the exact amount of coffee that you need. So you're not juggling, you know, a cup and measuring out coffee and, um, you know, holding the cup, holding the kettle. It just makes it so much simpler by just putting the cup underneath and then pressing a button. Then next to that, I have my hot cup. More on that in a little bit. That's um, a form of kettle. Then my velvetizer, which froths my milk for me. If I want to make a milk milky coffee, it gives me, again, the exact amount of milk. So all this is next to my fridge, by the way, as well. So it means that I can just grab the milk and anything I need to make these drinks. Then I have my toaster. Um, again, next to my breakfasty section. Come along next to my toaster. I have that sound there is a butter dish. Um, then behind that is a little bowl which has got my coffee pods in coming along to this that sound there was me opening my um air fryer so this is where we're getting into the cooking part of the kitchen so i use um an air fryer which again i control by an app so it's all uh, used from my phone which makes it super accessible for me to you know control the temperature and um to even decide what I'm cooking. It even has like specific recipes that I can control from my phone, which makes it a lot simpler than touchscreen or like a dial. Next to that, right at the end corner, this is my microwave. And then next to the microwave is a nice big bit of kitchen worktop, which is where I will plug in my induction hob. Again, more on my induction hob a little bit later. Next to the bit of worktop where my induction hob goes is an actual hob which is gas which I don't use because the first time I did use it I set fire um to some baking uh baking paper <laughs> then obviously below that is my oven and I come along to more worktop here I've got a large wooden chopping board really big chopping board it's really crucial for me to have loads of space to chop so I can move um the things I've chopped into separate little piles so it's easy for me to find them Behind my chopping board, along this noise, is me running my hand along my spice rack, all my separate spices. Above my spice rack, I have, can you hear that noise? Me rubbing a knife, I've got a magnetic knife rack against the wall. Food waste bin for my choppings. Uh, and then right in the corner is a bread machine. Um, I only eat things that come out of that, I actually... Um, haven't actually i did try making bread and it wasn't very good <laughs> then come along to my kitchen sink um again which has a really big um so if you've seen uh for sighted people the tap it looks like can i describe it kind of like a shower head um and it sort of sits in like a cradle and if i turn it on that's the noise of it slow and then i can press it where it goes oh she says like that which is a more of a jet type thing. And then I come to my draining board, like that. And then just more kitchen, which takes me right to the end. And I've got a water filter um, and a soda stream for fizzy water as well. So that's the tour of the kitchen. And we'll be back here in a little bit to make some yummy food. 
Hope you enjoyed that little tour of my kitchen. <laughs> so as I mentioned there, there are a few um, little things to point out, gadgets and adaptions that I have in my kitchen. So gadgets are a huge, huge um, help to me. We're going to explore a couple of them in a minute. But some uh, that I have in my kitchen there, I mentioned the air fryer. That was a game changer. I know air fryers have been hugely successful for sighted people as well. But for me, it was a lot safer, a lot, lot safer. And things like being able to control it from my phone, that's been really helpful because I'll get a notification when I need to go and like give my potatoes a shake or I would be able to look up recipes and things like that and uh, just made the whole process a lot simpler rather than having to juggle a timer, a recipe book, it's all in the one place. Then uh, other gadgets I have, which I've mentioned um, going past in the kitchen was my coffee machine. Again, super, super helpful. And my velvetizer for my uh, hot chocolate and my frothy milk, which is delicious on my morning coffee. But then a couple of gadgets I didn't mention uh, are, we've got um, two gadgets here actually. We have the meter probe. A meter probe is a meat thermometer. You pop it inside the meat and again it's connected to my phone and I can go on the app and it will literally come up with a list of different foods. So say like poultry, you click on that and it'd be say chicken and then you click on chicken breast or uh, later on we're cooking lamb for example. So you click on, you click on lamb and it basically calculates while it's cooking in the oven so the, the meter probe is in the oven with the with the meat it will just calculate how it's cooking and then it will text me your food is done and it even tells me how long to leave it resting for and that is not a gadget that was designed for visually impaired people but for me it was it's amazing again same as the air fryer handy thing for a sighted person but for a visually impaired person extremely extremely handy then the other thing which I did kind of touch on through my little kitchen tour was my um, electric standalone induction hob. So this is really handy. Again, you see standalone hobs in kitchens um, quite a lot, um, especially like professional kitchens. They have a few um, dotted about. But it's really, really handy for me because I can just place it on the worktop and in, it works the same as a normal induction hob, but it speaks to me. It's so cute. So I pop um, the pan on and it says pan. And then I would, if I took the pan off, it would say no pan. And it, I can put the temperature up and down and it will tell me how much it's going up and down by. Honestly, so, so good. And also really safe because when I take the pan off, the hob isn't actually that hot if I, you know, accidentally touched it or something like that. So there too amazing gadgets but now we're going to go back to the kitchen and see another two kitchen gadgets um before we get cooking so before we get cooking i need to make the dog her dinner first so um i use a set of talking scales to weigh out the dog food as well as my own food don't worry i have a separate container for my dog food weighing and my human food weighing so um i turn the scales on which told me the power is on. Then I click one more time to make the weight zero. Zero. And then I get handfuls of the dog food and it will tell me the grammage. It is 35 
Still needs a bit more. It is 114 grams. Almost there. Julie is literally sitting at my feet. It is 133 grams. 33. Amazing. 133. And I pour it into her bowl. Um, literally, she's just staring up at me right now. <laughs> so talking scales, um, like I said, you can use for anything anything in the kitchen um like i use it for pasta and for also weighing out liquid as well it's me turning it off um because uh like measuring like milliliters for example which is quite a visual thing again if i convert it on the scales it makes it a lot lot simpler um i'm also going to make a quick cup of tea before we get to cooking so um, when I did my little tour earlier, I mentioned the hot cup. This was a present um, from my auntie, and it is literally a game changer. Before, I used to hold a kettle, but the hot cup, it's designed, almost looks like a kettle that someone's taken a, the front chunk of the kettle out. And it's like, instead, there's a little platform. So I put my cup on the platform, and I flick a button on the top, and I've already filled up this kettle. You fill it up at the top, like a normal kettle. Um, so I've literally just turned it on and you'll hear just how quickly this thing boils. It's actually quite impressive. Here it goes. It's also got a little light that I can just see that shines. Um, but obviously the noise is enough to let me know that it's, it's boiling away. And again, it pours out the exact amount you need for a cup. So no holding a kettle and no balancing involved. Here it comes, coming to the boil. You can hear the sounds changed. And that big whoosh, and that little blub, 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 <laughs> tells me that my water is boiled. Now, I've got my cup, and I'm gonna use this little beeper that's stuck to the side of my fridge. So, i get my milk out. So the reason, uh, this beeper, um, if I again describe the des uh, describe the description, describe what it looks like. Um, on the beeper, we have three little prongs, two the same length and one is shorter. The shorter one is in the middle. Um, when I put this on the side, it will make one vibrating pattern and sound uh, when it hits the, the longest prong, which tells me that's where the boiling water is. And then when it, it will change sound when it's got to the point where the milk's coming in. Now, this is a little bit um, personal preference because, for example, the distance between the prongs is a fair chunk. So I had one friend that actually said this makes the perfect cup of tea because the milk uh, ratio is quite good. But then if you were someone that liked a splash of milk, this is the only thing in the design that maybe isn't particularly helpful because... Um, like I often say if someone wants a splash, just add it themselves because otherwise um, this will be like a general cup of tea amount of milk. So I'm going to pop it on the side. That's the first beep. Now I'm going to add my milk. See how it got quicker? And that was the added milk. So now you know the difference between, um, between the two sounds. Um, and literally all of that just makes pouring for me so much safer. I'm not having to deal with any hot water. And even with the milk, 
um, before I got that beeper, I was relying on sticking my finger in the side of the cup, which, if you've got boiling water, first of all, is not safe, and also it's not particularly particularly hygienic. But yeah, that is how I make a cup of tea. So got the dog's dinner ready, got the tea ready. Um, so I'm going to pass back over to the studio and then we'll see you in a bit for dinner. Just finished my lovely cup of tea and Jilly is munching away on her dinner. Honestly, it was so cute. She was just staring up at me while I <laughs> weighed out her food. The thing is, if I use my talking scales now for pasta, she comes wandering over. I'm like, you've already had your dinner. I'm cooking mine. <laughs> so in terms of what food I like to cook, this was a long um, process of figuring out what food I could and couldn't cook and what dishes were and weren't easy and hard. Before I got the induction hob, I was literally known as Tray Bake Taylor because <laughs> all I made was tray bakes. Um, just because the oven was the safest thing, you literally put it on a tray and pop it in. So that was one reason. Also the fact that you're not juggling multiple dishes and things like that. And it's just you chop and you place and you, you know, season and put your spices in and it does its thing. And I'm still a massive fan of a tray bake. I just think they're really convenient and for me, very safe. Um, I do use the induction hob for things like pasta or curries, uh, sauces and things like that. But generally speaking, I do prefer a tray bake or also to use the air fryer. Um, and then recipes, I've used books like The Roasting Tin. Again, that's like Tray Bake Central, those those series of books. Um, I've used recipes from Nigella. Uh, YouTube has also been quite helpful, especially if the chef describes things. Um, quite often I've relied uh, on other people when I'm cooking to say like what's happening. Um, my boyfriend, when he taught me how to cook, he would look at something and say, can I, can you smell or hear anything different? So he kind of taught me how to train my ears and my nose while I cooked, which was massively helpful because if he hadn't pointed that out, I wouldn't have maybe noticed that, oh, what a sauce, the bubbling on a sauce changes as it, you know, is cooking for a bit longer or, ah, oh, the sizzling, uh, they call it, what's it, this, this food is singing to you when um, you take something out like chicken and it's like, like sizzling and things like that. Um... So today's recipe, I'm actually going, um, pardon the pun, going blind into this, but I'm <laughs> going to cook something I've never cooked um, before and bring you guys along for the ride um, because it's a dinner date. So why not pull out the stops and make something I've never made? Um, we're going to do a tray bake, as I just said, love a tray bake. And this week's tray bake is sweet potato, lamb and chickpeas. Let's get the apron on and get in the kitchen. So welcome back to my kitchen. This is where I'm going to start chopping. So I have some sweet potato in front of me and I'm just chopping the, the ends off of the sweet potato. And then I'm putting my hand like a claw and putting the knife just underneath the claw and cutting the sweet potato down the middle. And then I'm now going along and cutting the sweet potato to the flat sides down. And then I've got uh, bite-sized chunks now that I am currently cutting. Um, I used to be really scared of knives and touch wood, wooden chopping board. Um, I haven't actually had an incident because um, my boyfriend taught me to chop uh, using the chef technique of not actually having my um, fingers, having my fingers curl under 
while I'm chopping, which makes a huge, huge difference. Um, I did used to have some kitchen gadgets, one called an alligator, which was quite cool. And that required um, like these different attachments, like blades that you could slot in. Then you had like a little lid and you'd close the lid and it would cut your food for you. But I definitely find using um, a knife a lot quicker and a lot safer. Um, another kitchen gadget I used to have at school when we did food tech was, it looked a bit like a cup would be the only way I'd describe it. And, oh, this is a big bit of sweet potato. Come on, knife, there you go. Um, and it had like a plunger on the top and it was a really quick way of um, dicing up carrots, which was quite clever. And I remember loads of girls at school used to come over in food tech and be like, can I use your gadget? Because it was very, very quick. But again, that would only really work if you was like, you know, dicing carrots. But something like this, like a sweet potato, would be require a lot of force, I think, uh, and a lot more than, uh, you know, just pressing it with your hand. Two potatoes down. Um, I think sweet potato is definitely one of my favourites of the, of the potato family. Um, also with kitchen knives as well, like I've uh, found out that the sharper the knife is actually safer. Um, again, I used to use like blunt knives that were, oh, there's the fireworks outside. It's um, when I'm recording this podcast, it's currently uh, bonfire night weekend. Um, but yeah, the sharp the knife is actually the safer the knife, apparently. And I definitely have found that. I think once I used a blunt knife and that was the only time I kind of hurt myself from it bouncing off of whatever I was um, chopping. So definitely agree with that statement. That's all my sweet potato done and in the roasting tray. Now I'm coming on to an onion. Now, I hate getting onion fumes in my eyes, so I actually keep my eyes closed for this. And I remember the first time I chopped an onion with my eyes shut and my mum was like, oh my God, you've got your eyes shut. And I was like, well, yeah, they're not gonna do me much good keeping them open because I can't see what I'm doing anyway. And uh, <laughs> the, um, this way I can actually chop without getting um, onion fumes in my eyes. But my mum was like watching me absolutely horrified um, at the idea of me chopping and not actually looking at what I was doing. Um, but no, it definitely makes a massive difference because I really react to me like skinning and onion, like peeling an onion. It just really sets my eyes off. Even if someone else is chopping onions, I find myself like blinking away in the corner of the room. Um, so again, I've like cut the onions uh, flat side down. Um, so cut it in half, top and tail bit. And now I'm just going through the onion into segments like so. That's half the onion. Oh, last little skinny bit. There we go, half the onion done. Now grab the other half, going across. And I'm just literally gonna cover this all in salt and pepper. So this is the first stage of the tray bake. So I've got like a, a white roasting tin next to me that I think actually came with the roasting tin cookery book. And I'm literally just gonna take all this chopped onion and I'm gonna pop it into the roasting tin and it's gonna roast with some salt, pepper and oil for 20 minutes. 
So in the 20 minutes that my sweet potato and onions took to cook, I prepared the rest of my dish. So I drained and rinsed some chickpeas and put them in a bowl using a sieve. And then next to that bowl I had another dish which contained a spice rub, just a few different spices from my spice rack. I braille label my spices so I know which one's which and put those in a bowl with a squeeze of lemon and then I have um, some oil bottles which again are labelled and they're squeezy bottles so I know exactly how much oil I'm squeezing uh, into my dinners and mix that all together in a bowl and I added part of that spice mix to my chickpeas and the other part to my lamb chops. I don't know why I said lamb chops. I think it's because Greg Wallace um, elongates when he says lamb. And I've just got Greg Wallace in my head. (laughs) So I rubbed the rest of the spice mix onto the lamb chops. And then once my sweet potatoes were cooked, I took them out of the oven using these oven gloves I bought from the RNIB. They're really long. They go right up my arm to my elbow. And the gloves actually have fingers um, because for me... I found when cooking and reaching in and out of the oven that when I had like a mitt with no fingers, I was struggling to like physically grab and find the tray. But this is a lot safer. And also in my oven, I have these on the shelves, like these little silicon lips as well. Um, So if I did like have any skin and poking out like above my oven glove, I wouldn't like burn it on the um, lip of the shelves in the oven. Um, So once I took it out, I poured my chickpeas on top of my sweet potato and my onions, give it a good mix, and then evenly spaced out the lamb chops. And now I've popped it back in for another 15 minutes. Uh, So do stay tuned on my Instagram um, when this episode airs, because I will post uh, a picture of the uh, finished dish and um, also let you know what it tastes like. But that's a little walkthrough of how I cook my dinners. So back to the studio. I hope you enjoyed that dinner date, a blind dinner date. Um, I really enjoyed making this episode. It was so much fun and really enjoyed sharing um, all of my gadgets and my tips and tricks with you. So we're going to finish with our usual um, three pieces to end the episode. VIP treatment. So this one, again, is the negative thing that people do. And this week's one is grabbing. Honestly, again, can't express how many times this has happened to me where people want to speak to you and they just grab you um, out of nowhere. And again, there is a certain situation I think this is appropriate, which I'll mention in a minute. But if you want to get someone's attention, um, you either say their name, so like, excuse me, Taylor, or um, if it's if it's a stranger trying to get my attention, um, or if you were trying to get a vision impaired person's attention, you can say, oh, um, excuse me, um, miss in the blue jacket, because then I'd be like, I'm wearing a blue jacket, and I might sort of turn around. Um, so that's quite a handy way if you don't know them and you don't know their name. Um to you know get their attention and maybe get them to sort of zone in on what you're saying if you do have to grab hold of someone I would say excuse me and then grab hold of them so say someone was about to do something dangerous um you could say excuse me and then take their arm and take it very gently don't just full-on grab because it really does make you jump 
Then we come to our life lessons. Now this one um, is a shout out to an amazing waiter since we're on the the dinner date um, section of the podcast. Um, He was a fabulous waiter that I encountered um, at Five Fields restaurant in London and he clocked my vision impairment. And he was so sweet. It gets me a bit choked thinking about it because he was just so lovely. And and he basically addressed the whole table um, in the same format as addressing me. So he visually described what the food looked like. He's like, we have um, a beautiful piece of fish um, and it's lightly charred around the side and it's this and it's that. He would literally, and the colour of the broccoli is this and the colour of the, the jus is this and it's, it's piled up in like, uh, and like describe the formation of the pile. And just honestly, the way he described it was absolutely stunning. And when he walked away, I said to the tables, like, oh my gosh, I, I just, I can't believe what he just did is so sweet. And he even did the clock face um, thing, which again will come up in future episodes. And I have posted about this on my Instagram. Um, so yeah, so I think for him, I don't know if he'd had a visual impaired person in the restaurant before, um, but if he didn't and just went off the cuff and did that, well, that was amazing. And I'm sure um, because I gave him a good review and told him that it was absolutely fabulous, I'm sure he will take that forward if he encounters other vision impaired uh, customers in his restaurant. And the last little bit is Taylor's top tips. Now this, um, again, we're back in the restaurant thing here. If you're handing somebody a drink or if you're handing them a plate, um, again, you should describe the way, the angle it's coming from and where it's going to. The amount of times that I've had it where someone goes, oh, Taylor, here you go. And as I put my hand forward, the drink or plate is right near me and I've smashed my hand into it or knocked something in the process. So I'm always very cautious when I put my hand up. So I would always say, if you're passing something to someone like, oh, Taylor, I'm just about to hand you um, a drink. If you just slowly put your hand forward and then you keep hold of the plate or the drink. And once my hand is in position and still, you say, just wait there. And then you'd pass it to them. Or you could even say, I'm just about to put a drink in your right hand and then gently uh, touch their hand if um, if you're comfortable enough to do that and you know them well enough to and then place the drink in their hand so things like that it just makes um, restaurant situations a lot simpler and more comfortable and there will be a future episode specifically on dining out um, or dining in the dark and um, so we'll talk more about that in a future episode because there's just so much to unpack um with vision impaired people and the food and drinks industry wonderful so that's the end of the episode i want to um thank you guys for listening all the way through sticking with me through this uh dining experience i hope you had a good dinner date with me and that you are pleasantly full up of knowledge from this episode thanks for listening to make sure you never miss a future episode give me a follow taylor not cut on instagram if you're listening to this as a podcast make sure to like review and subscribe as it helps other people find the show much love and see you next time